0: Everything I was doing, it felt like they were just taking and taking and taking, and there was nothing left of Lindsay. And I had just lost my identity. I had no idea who I was. I was this rando wife with these rando three kids doing this rando job, and none of it was lighting my fire. And I felt so guilty being committed to so many different things and not being my whole self.
1: Hi friend, welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi friends, welcome back to Gather and Growth. I am so looking forward to today's episode. I know I say that every time, but it's because I just have the joy of bringing the most inspiring beautiful passionate women your way and today's guest is no different. Today I'm joined by my friend Lindsay who has just an incredible story of who she is, what she's done, what she cares about and the light that she's bringing to the world. And not only that has really been through a transformational, I would say internal change over the last year which I think is the most interesting part and we're going to get into her story and everything that she's done and that she's doing. But my favorite part about this is, I think a lot of times when we hear podcast interviews or we, we see what people are doing, we see them 25 steps down the road and everything they've already done. And it widens that gap between like, oh, I'll never get there. That's never possible. And Lindsay is right in the middle of launching into a lot of new which I think is a very cool perspective to see because I know so many of you have dreams and ideas and goals that are on your heart. And so to capture someone right in the middle of this internal work, these self-realizations, this massive personal growth, and then using that to move forward to bring even more light and inspiration to the world is just so cool. So I can't wait to come back to this interview, Lindsay, in like three years and you'd be like, oh my gosh, like just look at how much has changed. So I love the opportunity to, like I said, just capture this unique season of really what this has been like and what's going forward. So for someone getting to know you for the first time, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what brought you today? Like what's your journey and story been up until this
0: point? Sure. Well, hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Lindsay. And the starting point is really ambiguous. It's really really weird and out there. But basically, my professional life basically had a firm starting point when um, my husband and I bought an animal feed store. I think we figured out it was like six years ago, which is kind of mind boggling as we think about it. But we both graduated during the huge job recession. So I was a waitress and he was a lawn boy with a college degree. And uh, I ended up getting into working in a high school and he was building his family business. And then we were offered the feed store. So we bought the feed store because I love chickens and he bought my chicken food at this feed store. The gentleman that owned it offered it to us because we have a larger family. So uh we jumped in head first to that which was my introduction to the ag community. I have I'm from a blue collar family. So that was a whole new ball game for us. We just went at it. We have three little's. We have three girls. Um, now they're they just all had birthdays. So hold on.
1: It's <laughs> like the worst question for a mom is how old are your kids?
0: I don't know. I don't don't judge me they are 11, nine and five. Okay. And they're all girls. They're, they're great. So we, as soon as we got into the feed store, we really got involved in the community. Um, it was wonderful. We were brand new entrepreneurs. I have been a blogger, a writer, most of my married life. And so I was following along with our story on Instagram of us buying the store and on the blog. And it, it just kind of morphed into like, what crazy stuff are they doing now? Basically, it's happened? it's been fun too, because our goal has been to move back onto Nathan's family farm. And so that was basically the point of any kind of documentation. But all of that is overview. In the meantime, we had a lot of stuff going on. Um, we ended up having a store fire um, a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks actually right before COVID. We ended up uh, opening up a restaurant in our feed store. We have water businesses. We have hay businesses. We've got, now we have a semi-business. We have lots of these little businesses. It sounds big, but basically every line that you have from buying an animal to taking the animal to get processed, we have something for you in between. So all's to say, we're still really young. We're still green in our entrepreneurship, but we love doing what we do. On the side, uh, Lindsay just does her own crazy stuff. So I am heavily involved. We have a women's ministry that I'm really involved in. I lead it for the state. And so I've had the opportunity to really be a part of a lot of women's journeys as they are moms, as they are taking care of their parents, as they are even... I love getting to talk to those older, retired, tell me about your life, women. So I have my foot in a lot of doors, but it made for an interesting repair job when it came down to Wednesday needs to fix some stuff so ah okay so we're just gonna jump straight into that
1: <laughs> so you have a lot of really cool things going on you have all of these different businesses beautiful children like on paper everything all the boxes are checked everything's working out like crushing it And for some reason, you flew down to Destin, Florida with a bunch of strangers and myself for the Ascend Retreat. Tell us about what brought you there in the first place, what you expected maybe to walk away with versus how that really set in motion a whole year's worth of a totally different trajectory.
0: So being a part of all of those different things really meant that I was It like physically felt oftentimes as well that I was giving part of myself to each one of those different entities. At the time that I went to the retreat, we were in a big hump of like getting the restaurant off and going, which was a big part of what my job was. And I felt like I had left a piece of myself in everything that I had done. And just we're going to just throw it out there. I'm an Enneagram two wing three. So anything that I do, especially when I'm not in a really good place, I'm like, well, Anything that I do, they're going to acknowledge it and I will feel the love back. And everything I was doing, it felt like they were just taking and taking and taking. And there was nothing left of Lindsay. And I had just lost my identity. I had no idea who I was. I was this rando wife with these rando three kids doing this rando job. And none of it was lighting my fire. And I felt so guilty being committed to so many different things and not being my whole self. And that was probably the big aha moment where I was like, something's got to give here. Something's got to happen. Something's got to change. How about Florida? That looks sunny. (laughs) It was the idea that I could be surrounded by a group of women who first off didn't know me. I didn't need to be judged by anything previously that had happened in my life. But then they were also... At the same place that I was in life, where they are working their tushes off, but we all need to figure out what's going on. Like, it, and I was walking in there expecting to come out with a game plan as to, okay, this is what you need to fix, this is what you need to fix, this is what you need to fix, and everything's gonna be okay. Uh, that did not happen. <laughs> I was about to say. So what happens, Lindsay? <laughs> How much do I need to pull out of you? Tell, tell us what actually went down. What actually went down is I learned very quickly that I needed to go back to the basics in, in every essence of the word. Who is Lindsay? Like it was as basic as what does your body feel like when you feel good? What is your emotional threshold? When is it too much for you? When is it not? Like what is a good parenting day for you? What is not? How do you serve your husband? How can your husband serve you? Because that's not a one-way street. And I had lived like it was a one-way street. It was going back to the very, very minimal and making sure that my life with Jesus, my life with my husband, my life with my children, even not even my job at that point, just making sure that Lindsay as a person was okay. And that was, that was a big ask.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very different realization than, oh, I'm going to go to this thing and walk away with a more organized business plan, or I'm going to have a that all these things figured out so I can manage the chaos better and I can feel better. It was like, I just remember these like coming home moments for you of like, Oh my gosh, look at all of these expectations I've been living into. Am I doing any of this for me? Do I even like anything that I'm doing? Who am I showing up for?
0: It was a big thing when I realized, so I have a really hard time acknowledging if I'm good at something. I just figured I, if I'm successful at something, that means I have to do it. And it was finally like, no, you're just really good at it. But that doesn't mean it brings you life. Like you can cook really good food. And I love cooking food for people, but I couldn't do it in a work environment. Like it was, it was stealing all of the joy out of it. It was, it was just eating me away. And so it was discovering that just because I'm really good at something doesn't mean that I have to do it
1: too. Yeah, I feel like a huge takeaway for so many women at the retreat, and even in like mastermind conversations is just because you're good at it doesn't mean that it's good for you. And just because it was good for you in a season doesn't mean that it still is.
0: 100%. Absolutely.
1: For sure. So tell us a little bit about what the last year has looked like, because I feel like it's been such a beautiful blessing and also like really uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So the uncomfortable is not even a correct, it's not even the right word. So something just to reiterate, like anytime I have to spend any moment working or thinking about myself feels so ugly to me. And that was the first issue. That was the big red flag. Like, I don't even want to think about myself. And it was like, wow, that's a little harsh, Lindsay. But it was. it was what was ingrained in me. Like, well, then you're being prideful. You're being vain. And it's like, hold up. (laughs) God wants you to celebrate who you are like that because he's shown three, like there was so much to break down even in that part alone. But what I basically committed to myself was that I was going to spend this year just internally working on everything. I, I basically stepped back from any responsibilities that I had at church. I made myself very minimal in, um, like how much work I was doing at the store. All the work that I do at the store this year is from home, unless like I have to be there for working shifts or things. Uh, a lot of the events that I do are they're just once every few months. Like I just stepped back from everything because I needed the space in order to take care of me. As soon as I got home from that mastermind, I started with the the physical. I signed up and be, like got into functional health to figure out making sure that my body was working the way that it was supposed to work. And then I got into a business coaching situation with Katrina, who's been a guest here. Yes, Katrina is wonderful. Yes. And that was a six month journey
1: of a lifetime. I feel like I remember you saying, I thought I was getting into business coaching. Oh, just kidding. This is 100% all about me.
0: Which again, it was like, Torture for like the first, you know, month that I'm doing this, but then realizing like, no, this is literally what, what's got to happen. Like, you have to get back to the basics and re teach yourself what it means to take care of yourself and build up the person that God needs you to be in order to do what He wants you to do. So it was a big deal. It was hard and ugly, and bleh. you can't see that face on podcasting, but it was like, oh, it was so awful for my spirit. It was weird.
1: So if you don't mind sharing, what were some of those biggest realizations? Because I I think a lot of the things that you were grappling with and unpacking and understanding are, in one way or another, something that someone here is going to be able to connect with. So what were some of those light bulb moments and things that you do or understand or have different mindsets around compared to, let's say, January?
0: Sure. And remember all of these things that I'm saying to you too have been told to me probably 30 to 40 times, but it had to be me coming up with them on my own or me hearing them for the 31st or the 41st time. Every time you hear these truths and you hear these perspectives, it's just another time before they actually click. So trust the process for stuff in any situation. Know that you're hearing these things and these truths because it's part of a process. But One of the major ones for me was um, that control to me is the most, I don't even know, it's the big illusion in my life. I was trying to have control um, in so many things when really the only thing I can quote unquote control is myself. I can't even control my kids. I can't control my husband. I can only take care of what's between my head and my toes and understanding that. And making sure that I am leading in a way that tells them what to do instead of how to do it, (laughs) it it was, uh, it's big. It changes the way you teach your children, changes the way you communicate with your spouse because he's going to do what he wants to do. I'm just going to hope that we're on the same team doing it and we're going to do it together. So a big one, the control was a big one for me, letting go of control in every situation. And then another one was too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So uh, this was an example in my health journey, my functional health situation. My biggest issue is that I have too much of the good bacteria in my gut, (laughs) which I kind of just chuckled at. And then I go into my work life and I'm doing too much, but it's all good things, right? Helping the people that I love, I'm doing for other people, but it's, too much of a good thing, and it's breaking me down. And just too much of a good thing is too much. It's still too much. And just the idea of going back to knowing yourself and knowing who God is and making sure you are on point with knowing your body and knowing your spirit is huge. I mean, if you don't know that, then you don't know how to serve it. It was just going back to those Basic
1: things. Friend, I am so giddy excited to announce that my next Ascend Retreat for Rural Women will be held this March 14th through 17th on the beach in Gulf Shores, Alabama. You heard that right. Not only are we in for a weekend of profound life change surrounded by like minded women from small towns, rural communities, and farms from all over the country and beyond but we get to engage in small group conversations, one-on-one coaching, incredible workshops while overlooking white sand beaches and listening to crashing waves. Just imagine waking up in the morning and sipping coffee on the beach while engaging in meaningful conversations with women who truly get you. What would it be like to be in a room where you don't need to feel self-conscious about your personality or your quirks because you are wildly accepted for exactly who you are today. Just think about the energy that will be in this space as you dig deep, ask the hard questions, and figure out what you really want in this season of life, career, or business. If you're in a place where you feel like you've checked all of the boxes in life, but honestly feel like something is missing, or maybe you've kind of lost yourself through motherhood, career, or transitioning back to the farm, And you can't really imagine what comes next, but know that there's something that's meant for you. Or honestly, if you just need a kick in the pants jumpstart to begin the trajectory of bringing your crazy dreams to life, this is the retreat for you. Space is limited to 15 attendees and spots will fill fast. There are flexible payment options available to fit your lifestyle and budget for over the next year. For more information or to reserve your spot, tap the link in today's show notes. I absolutely cannot wait to welcome you into the Ascend community and welcome you into an experience that I know for certain will change your life. See you in Gulf Shores. I know that your faith is so important to you. So I would be interested to hear how has this journey impacted, affected, aligned with, I don't know, gone alongside like your journey as a faithful person.
0: It has changed a lot. It is less about what I do now. And it's more about who God is. I was kept asking, and this is if anyone's done um, anything with any black me work, you'll know experiencing that. But one of the big truths is every time we talk, especially in these moments, especially like a year like this year, you're like, what's God's will for my life? What's God's will for my life? it's just a daunting question because you're like, you're expecting him to like a light bulb moment. You know, here's the answer. Yeah. Podcast microphone sitting on a, on a dresser. Like, Oh, that's what, no, that's not how that works. Instead. It's what's God's will. What's his will. And then what do I need to do to find God's will? Like it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God, but God, specifically wants us to be a part of that. So we have to align ourselves with what God's will already is. So it has nothing to do with me, which is a beautiful thing. Like that, that speaks to my soul, right? As long as Lindsay's out of the picture, as long as we're following in that. But it's just about the journey, making sure that we're in tune enough with God and hearing and learning his characteristic and who he is so that when he does call on us to do something, we hear it. That is the biggest thing. Is I think I was in my own way, or being like, "Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Okay, you want me to do this. Okay, I got it. I'll see you later." No, that's not, that's not how God works. He's going to want you to do something, and then He's going to come alongside you and do it with you. He doesn't leave, let you stand there and figure it out on your own. So, there was a lot of realities that um, hit me hard. Uh, I was basically trying to pinpoint God's work into what I wanted instead of the other way around, and it was. It was a harsh realization, but it was one that was necessary.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's so cool how the more aligned you've become with yourself, the more clearly the path is laid out. Like you said, it's almost like all the ways we get in our own way and all of the ways that you were almost overcompensating with selflessness was actually a distraction from who you are and what you're meant to do which can be such a confusing paradigm because it's like, I'm serving, I'm doing, I'm doing all of the work, I'm helping everyone, I'm making all of this impact, which was true. But it was literally running you into the ground. And that's not being faithful to yourself or to anyone else and not giving yourself the opportunity to sh- truly shine in the ways that you were meant for.
0: And oftentimes in entrepreneurship and in really any job, you're working to provide yourself with free time, right? You're working to build time, you're working to make money so that it gives you freedom to do all of these things. And then when I got to that point where my husband and I were sitting in a good place with the store, I was home homeschooling the kids, I got to the point in the afternoon where I was sitting for like an hour, and I could just sit still. And I was just buzzing. I was like, I've got to be doing something. I can't just be sitting, I can't be doing this. And uh, Katrina, my business coach is like, that's what you work towards. You've Really got there, like, cherish it. Like, stop thinking that you're not doing something right. This is what you've worked for. Just own it. And I was like, no one's ever told me that before.
1: Yeah. Going back to that, like, approval addiction, and that um, if I'm not being at the most highest capacity of my productivity, I'm not doing enough. And therefore, it's like a moral failure. It's like, okay, like, what do I want? And how am I building towards that? And then being okay with it
0: one of my exercises was I had to just sit in a chair and let my father-in-law and my husband walk by. I I wasn't allowed to get up. Like the idea that it's okay for me to just sit there. And in my head, I'm thinking, they're thinking about me. Like they're thinking like, she's so lazy. I can't believe. She's like, no, you have to sit there and sit in those uncomfortable feelings. It's like, that is not what I said. But like that's what I heard, obviously. Yes. You just need to stop. You just need to take it and take it in. Feel the feelings and get over the fact that actually they're not thinking about you. They probably have their own to-do list in their head.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. But how many of us struggle with assuming what someone else is thinking, saying, or doing about us and therefore acting out of prevention for that when it's like, who told you that? And who told you that was your job? And who told you you had to do this? Who? And it's all like self-inflicted assumptions on our part. It's like, oh, if I don't do this, like this person's going to be mad at me, or I'm going to disappoint this person, or people are going to say this thing. And it's like, is that even grounded in reality? Right. Likely not. Um, And even if it is like, what weight does that really hold for you? Like, why is that so important above like all of these other parts of yourself?
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So I know you've brought up the Enneagram a few times and I know you love the Enneagram so much. So I just want to get into it for a second for anyone else who can nerd out alongside of us. How has understanding your Enneagram deeper in this season helped you move forward or navigate it? Like, is the Enneagram something you had awareness of before or has that been part of this journey?
0: So I became familiar with the Enneagram a long time ago. Basically, one of my best friends introduced it to me before she, it was like before she left for grad school. So it was like at least 10 years ago. And I discovered, I mean, literally the name of the two is called The Helper. I was like, okay, well, I already know which one I am. That was easy. I didn't even have to take the quiz. But uh, I did go through the process. I read the books. I did the things and discovered very quickly about the Enneagram and understanding the, what is it? I'm still learning all of this thing. That's part of the journey. But understanding where I am when I'm healthy, where I'm at, where I'm out of alignment, it is a game changer. It has really changed the way that I know when I'm healthy and when I'm not healthy. When I'm starting to like head down the the wrong path. But basically, when you're in alignment and with a two, that's when you're helping people and and you don't expect anything in return. And then you slowly go out of alignment. But the problem with twos is when they're way out of alignment, they think they're really in alignment.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: It is a fine, it is fine line about like making sure that I take the time to invest in myself so that I can really, really feel when I'm not being the best version of myself. So it, that was really hard. But the Enneagram in itself has been huge because it just opens up your eyes to see that not everyone thinks the way that you think. I used to think the world was so dang inconsiderate because no one thought about anyone else. <laughs> and in actuality, no, well, it's just this, Lindsay, you just think about everyone else way too much. <laughs> but in, and in essence, you're putting on the glasses of a different number, a different type of person. And what that ultimately creates is compassion for absolutely everyone around you. They see the world differently from you. They work differently in the world. The world is different to them. The way that you work is different. So just creating compassion between two people, understanding conflict is different, understanding teamwork, understanding um, your children. That was a mind boggling one. It just creates just a, a more colorful idea of way other people see the world which in turn almost makes it easier for me to work with people.
1: <laughs> Absolutely I totally agree with this I was I was talking about this on a recent episode just how much of a light bulb moment understanding my Enneagram was both in like owning these parts of myself that I had previously thought as flaws or insecurities or disagreeable qualities and mean like oh that's where that comes from. So first of all, taking ownership over just who I was and why I showed up in the world the way I did, and also having a very concrete resource to point me towards growth. Like, where are my blind spots? How does this relate to my husband, who is a five, who is very different in the way he processes information in the world than I am? And I totally agree with what you say. Just like understanding where people's core motivations are coming from and how to help them grow through that has been tremendously helpful. So just a total side note, what are some of your favorite Enneagram resources? Because I love the road back to you as a starting point. What what are your favorites?
0: I definitely agree with that. And both authors have podcasts of their own. One is a little bit more faith-based and one, I think they're both faith-based, but they're just on the different spectrums of liberal versus conservative faith. So there's something for everybody out there. I love your Enneagram Coach with Beth McCord. And the reason I love that one is because it is gospel based, teaching you that, you know, this is a tool, but ultimately the things that fix you are your faith and how you grow in your relationship with Jesus. So that's the one that I really cling to because I do believe that the Enneagram is just a tool. I do not think that it's capable of doing the heavy lifting. I think that it opens your eyes and it reveals to you what needs work in your spirit because i do believe the enneagram is very exposing it's it's not like the personality types where how you work what you do this is revealing your core fears your core. i mean those are like very private intimate things that we're just throwing out into the air that you're letting everybody see so i think that this is just a tool to bring those things out And then you have to do the heavy lifting, whether that's getting into scripture, learning about your relationship with Jesus, going into therapy, doing the hard work to make sure that you're in the right spot once you have that tool.
1: I love that. Okay, so this is a great segue for Lindsay. Tell us a little bit about what you're stepping into, which I know this is scary for you to take full ownership of, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell us about what is in store for Lindsay.
0: During my business coaching I was in an event I was getting ready to MC a pretty big event for um, my state it was a women's ministry event for the state and I was just feeling major imposter syndrome so much like why me I'm gonna go up there I'm gonna look like an idiot like this is crazy I am a 12 year old in a 37 year old's body like this isn't gonna work out there was nothing that I felt capable of doing and she goes but that's what people want to see. She said, they want to see people who've made mistakes and come out on the other side. And it was that moment I was like, this is what I've got to do. So I've got to put myself out there because I would want to learn from someone who's made as many mistakes as I have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so uh, I am jumping into the public speaking world. I'm jumping into the consulting world. My husband and I have contemplated business and small business and entrepreneurship consulting because we do believe that it's a lot easier to hear business coaching and entrepreneurship from someone who's just one step ahead of you than 10 steps ahead. And and so I'm jumping into the public speaking world, the workshop world. I am in the process of becoming an Enneagram coach so that I can start doing workshops in businesses and in ministries with all sorts of people. I'm just putting myself out there to be like, hey, let's talk and bring some stuff out in the open and let's talk through it. So public speaking at its finest.
1: I love it. I love it. And what is, um, what is that bringing up for you, stepping into a new journey? Give us some inside scoop of what it looks like to know a direction that's meant for you, but take ownership of it, especially when you are the face of the brand compared to starting a feed store or a restaurant.
0: That is probably literally the hardest part, actually. It is very terrifying for me to be the face. The beautiful definition um, that a lot of times they put in the Enneagram 2 helper mantra is, you're the power behind the throne. And that is a beautiful place. I always love to sit there. If I could be anyone's assistant and like give them all of the, the stuff that they need so that they can lead the best that they can that's what I want to be and in a weird roundabout way that's what I'm doing I'm giving these women and these people the power like the tools and the the encouragement that they need to go be their best self so it is in a roundabout way I'm doing that but I, you have to see my face first <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that's the hard part for me getting that figured out just even i felt weird going on to you know the website where you're trying to figure out your URL. And I typed in com, And I was like, Oh my gosh, that feels so awful. But um, coming up with logos and collecting pictures of myself. And uh, that is just uh, ooh, that is a growing experience. That is so fun. And I'm saying that 100% facetiously. So.
1: <laughs> but I think... Look at what is possible for you right now after a year of really taking that step back to align with who you are, understanding those things that were like 20 layers below the surface, and now like the way that you get to use that to create the kind of impact that has probably been deep in your heart for a long time. And not to say that you couldn't have done this a year ago, you absolutely have the capacity to do anything, but you have really shown yourself and so many other people what it looks like to take a step back and do the hard things and do the work and then be able to take that to carry that light forward. So for someone who is starting their own journey, whether it's, oh, I don't know. I kind of want to do this thing. There's this business opportunity. There's, There's this idea that I have, or they even just relate with the part of you of being like so overwhelmed and giving so much of themselves to everyone else and recognizing It's time for an internal change. Like what advice would you give someone in that situation? Or maybe even the advice you would give Lindsay a year or two or five years ago.
0: They weren't kidding on the airplane when they said, put your mask on yourself first before you help those around you. Like that's a real thing uh, in every essence of the word. Because right, you're going to pass out if you don't put your mask on first. That's the point is... If you don't put your mask on first, you're of no help to anyone else around you. Looking back, what would I have done? I would not have shown up for the children in the way that I was supposed to, my kids. I would not have been the partner that I'm supposed to be for my husband. I am, was not living in a space where I was helpful to other people. I was actually doing other people a disservice. And I was doing that in every entity of my life it's almost like it gives me a lump in my throat to figure out that I was actually hurting more people than I was helping. And the idea that just taking a weekend is a weekend is what changed it, right? Or taking a couple hours uh, a week on a call with a coach or taking a, a an hour a week or a, two hours a week to go to therapy or all it takes is just that little bit of time that you invest in yourself. And you become a different person. You start communicating with your spouse about what you learned. And then that makes them think, right? Uh, Nathan, he has gotten the residual impact, but it has changed the way we communicate. It's changed the way we work together. It's so crazy. It seems like it's just a small amount of time, but it has the biggest impact because it's changing you from the inside. So take the time. Like it is, you are doing others a disservice by not taking care of yourself.
1: That's the mic drop right there, the end.
0: <laughs> and it again, that's one of those things like we've heard that 30 times. As moms, especially, we hear that all the time. I just don't have time. Like, I just can't do it. We have so much going on. It's like, this is me saying it the 31st time. You got to take care of yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think so often we're so overwhelmed with what life looks like, we don't even know where to start. And so sometimes it takes that drastic... I'm going to invest at a high level. I'm going to go away for the retreat. Like I need to drown out the noise and sit in a room with people who get it and really figure this out. And yeah, I, I that that oxygen mask mentality. Yeah, you hear you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't do this. But it's like, how? What does that even mean? Like, okay, I hear you. I understand that's important, but I can't even figure out how to like do my to-do list for today, much less what do you want me to do? Go on a walk? Go to therapy? What does that even look like? And That's why I think the retreat is such an incredible experience because it really forces you to take a step back and figure out what are the priorities? What are the expectations I'm living into that don't need to be there? And where do I move forward? So I just appreciate you coming to share your story because I'm like almost cried five times just listening to you talk and I'm sure someone else also is. But if someone wants to continue following along. With your journey, as you continue to do all of the awesome things you already are and step into new, where can they get in contact with you? How can we follow along?
0: You can follow along mostly on Instagram um, at the Weininger Farms. And yes, that is weird spelling and you'll have to look in the show notes to figure out how to spell it. But that's where we're at most is the Weininger Farms. We are our stores, Country Feed and Supply in Princeville, Illinois you'll see all of that through there, but that's where where we to show up. It's uh, it's not pretty. A lot of days it's not pretty, but that's, I kind of make sure that it's not. and make sure that you see all of it. So it's, it's very uh, comparable. And <laughs> coming soon, com. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll <laughs> be great. It weiningerforms.com slash lindsayweininger.
1: <laughs> no, uh, own, it. own it, own it, own it. All right. Lindsay, question I ask every guest before we get off. What does personal growth mean to you?
0: Personal growth is finding out who God is and joining him in your particular journey on his path. It is never stopping figuring out who you are. I love that so much. And it changes in every season sometimes. every, Almost every day.
1: Yeah. It's like continuing to recommit and realign and... Reground yourself. I love that.
0: Well, thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you.
1: <laughs> the say to everyone else. Thank you so much for listening to Lindsay's story. I am so grateful for you, and I can't wait to see you next week. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at EmilyRushel.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing Gathering Growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.